Hello there. Rancho Obi-Wan, the Guinness World Records certified largest Star Wars memorabilia collection. Located in Petaluma, California, featuring the collection of super collector, author, and Star Wars fan ambassador Steve Sansweet. The most powerful Jedi ever. Visit RanchoObiWan.org and subscribe to the Rancho Obi-Wan Virtual Museum. A fun, authentic fan experience. Featuring rare photos, videos, Steve Sansweet Q&As, virtual tours of the museum, exclusive behind the seen stories and information and so much more plus your subscription helps ensure the future of the museum it's the rancho obi-wan virtual museum subscribe now at ranchoobiwan.org get tons of cool perks information and history of star wars collecting from the man who knows it best steve sansui while contributing to the preservation of the world's largest star wars memorabilia collection ranchoobiwan.org <laughs> Isn't this lovely, dear, walking along the shores of Canto Bight? I don't know, dear. It feels like I'm getting sunburned. At night? <laughs> Are you so pale that you're at risk of getting moonburn? That's no moon. Did you put on the Tuscan tan like I told you? Uh, no. Now you've done it. <laughs> Tuscan tan sunscreen, guaranteed to protect you from a single reactor blast or moonlight. Don't want to end up like Alderan. Grab a bottle of Tuscan Tan. Tuscan Tan has not been authorized for use on Mustafar. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. What's up, everybody? This is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today on this week's drop of the Scuttlebutt podcast. Um, Shanti, how's it going? Good to see you. I am great. I am back with a vengeance. I am done with my break, and I'm <laughs> podcasting from the bed today, so I'm super chill. Excellent. So I'm, I'm super chill. Good, good spirits. Good spirits. That's good. Um, uh, yeah. It's uh, speaking of good spirits, we got a. Um, we got to pony up on some scary stuff this uh, October. It's uh, almost Halloween, and yes, I know do. we got some things planned, but that should be a lot of fun, too. I can't wait. This is my holiday. This is your holiday for sure. But uh, tonight we have a special guest. Um, we're going to be playing a not really playing, but we have a, a nice little series that um, I propose to some of our friends and we'll see who else uh, takes up the mantle. But um, it's a series that I'm coining five questions and um, we uh, we pick a, a random follower, a stranger on the Internet <laughs> and uh, and stranger see if danger. we can uh, stranger danger and see if we can ask them five questions. We'll get to answer their five questions and then we'll just go around the table and it should be fun. I um, I didn't have any parameters with these questions. I know you had asked me, uh, you know, is there a certain topic? I'm like, no, it's uh, it could be anything geek related, uh, you know, comic books, movies, whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, this should be a lot of fun. And tonight we've got Eric. Hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, it's it's been a long time since we've all gotten together, uh, but it's I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. 
Excellent. Absolutely. It's so ha- so happy to uh, to have you back um, back in the uh, in the game here, and uh, we are really looking forward to this episode. Uh, five questions, but before we get into five questions, a couple of things I want to ask you, Eric. Um, for those of you who uh, don't remember the last time we were together or don't follow your account. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do, who you do it with, and how you do it? Sure. <laughs> personal. Not to get like, so personal. I mean, yeah. uh, oh. Well, first off, to answer some of these questions, you would definitely have to buy me dinner first. But um, <laughs> at, at least. Yeah, at least. Exactly. Um, my name is Eric Mitchell. I am the host and founder of Starlight Beacon Transmissions podcast. Uh, first off, uh, we started off as a High Republic themed podcast uh, because I was just so inspired by that story. And like our first episode was all about Light of the Jedi. And then I decided, you know what? I can't just focus on one thing. I got to bring all of Star Wars into it. And then we've also branched out into other geeky stuff as well. Um we are going to be breaking down the entire season of uh, the Rings of Power once that finishes. Uh, we broke down the Legend of Vox Machina when that was airing. So all sorts of fun stuff. And I have an amazing team with me, uh, a bunch of my friends that I've met through podcasting and through uh, various uh, gaming and esports events. So it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, we have a great crew over there. Excellent. <laughs> I know. Like, I'll try not to tune out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, no, um, our, our our friends over here at the Red Five Network make fun of me because every time it, I hear anything sports, it's like I'm hearing the adults uh, from the Charlie Brown um, oh, cartoons. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, this is strictly professional gaming. <laughs> oh, okay. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. That's cool. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Shanti, what have you been doing? Um, I know you were um, coming off of a, uh, a restful period, uh, a, a time where you rejuvenated. I, um, I don't know how much rejuvenation you did because I saw you on Twitter like all over the place, <laughs> here and there and doing that stuff. That is what? my therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Actually, believe it or not, of course, even though I took a break, I still had to do something, but it got the creative juices flowing. And of course, now I have things in mind for Scarif After Dark. And I did a wonderful interview with this uh, toys and collectibles shop that I didn't even know existed down here. And I ended up doing that during my break and got a really great interview in and, you know, tour the store. So it was great. It was, it was much needed. But now I I'm saw back. that. It was I'm pretty ready. cool. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, tell folks about, um, about Scarif After Dark. You, uh, you guys are on YouTube. It's you and Josh. Yeah, it's me and Josh Sith Care Bear, who's been fired now 32 times. Um, <laughs> I think I, I fired him at least twice. <laughs> he keeps coming back, damn it. I, I've got uh, people like Honestly, <laughs> like if memory serves me correct, and I think Nicole is the one who can vouch for this, this really did start off like kind of as a joke at last mm. year's ScarifCon during our trip to the birdcage which uh, unfortunately rest in peace did not make it through covid through covid no through the pandemic a, and it shut down such a fun place great bar i loved it yeah. and i was like you know what 
why don't we show the sexy side of nerds? Because I do feel like we do have a sexy side and a lot of the things that we read and the things that we watch, there's definitely a sex element to it. So I figured, you know, not to be gross or anything, we still are so incredibly stupid when we do the streams, but it's been a lot of fun and there's been a great response. So Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for tuning Absolutely. in. Absolutely, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I never thought I'm, it would do so well. Yeah, definitely seeing your channel grow. Congratulations uh, you. to you and Josh. It's uh, it's great. Thanks. Excellent. So, uh, before we get into five questions, um, mm-hmm. I want to ask everybody. You know, everybody and their grandmother's podcasts are reviewing Andor nowadays. <laughs> And uh, I know, you know, uh, Shanti, you, me and Brad, we uh, get together and review it on Saturday nights. Um, Brad is going to be away for a couple of months and he won't get to see the rest of uh, Andor until he comes back from his tour of duty and uh, can't wait for him to come back. We uh, definitely will miss him and he'll be missed. But in the interim, we uh, do our little reviews on Saturday nights. Uh, we just dropped one uh, a couple of days ago from last week's uh, Scarif Live. But um, I wanted to ask you, Eric, since you are our guest, um, what are you thinking? Um, uh, how, do you, how do you feel about Andor, the series? Uh, is your team liking it? What's up? Oh, we are loving it. We are having so much fun with it. it it's such a great show. And I got to tell you, it's nice to see a Star Wars project that's grounded like this, while also like, I'm so happy there's no Force users in this show. <laughs> because we're actually seeing like how the Empire and the Rebellion are affecting everyday people. And right. like, you don't have these larger than life legends. And I also love how it sets up so many personal stakes for Cassian going into Rogue One as well. That like his spoiler alert, his death in that movie is. What? <laughs> yeah, what? exactly. Um, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie in the last six years. Um <laughs> But spoiler alert, like his death means so much now because of everything that he's lost to get to that point. Um, And I also love that we actually get like another loving mother character outside of like Shmi Skywalker. Right. (laughs) True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, our team's loving it. And we're going to be reviewing uh, four and five this week on the show. So we're we're excited. Awesome. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we've been talking about it for the last... Uh, we've actually been talking about it way before the first three episodes aired, I think, uh, because Rogue One is uh, probably one of our favorite Star Wars, obviously because of the name Scare podcast. Uh, we have a certain connection to that movie. We've always said that it's going to be so different than all the other Star Wars, and it has been. Um, we're quite happy at uh, at how different and how serious the tone is, and um, we are uh, tickled pink that uh, this um, series is is so grown up um, in in both tone and uh, the acting is phenomenal. I can't say uh, enough good things about about mm. the series. Total shill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from the very uh, beginning. <laughs> 
but but I just I just want to say something real quick about the acting. Like every actor in this show just brings it, even if they have a small little bit. Like they just bring it a hundred percent in the show, and I I I'm so happy with it. Absolutely. Any uh, favorite characters? I'll ask. Uh, I'll ask Shanti. I know uh, we talked about this last week, but you know we're getting new introduction of new characters uh, each week. And um, looking forward to 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 more as they interact with each other. But do you have any favorite characters, Shanti? I any other new ones? I love Luthen, and yeah. maybe that could just be because I'm biased towards Stellan. And but he's doing just such a great job. And and you're right, Eric. I was gonna say like even the characters that that we loathe, like <laughs> like Tim and uh, <laughs> and Karn. At the same point, you got to give it to those actors because sure. Tim, who is a very short-lived character, spoiler alert. Still, at the same time, the guy did such a great job at being such a douchebag. Like <laughs> you were happy to see that guy go down. You know, the same thing with Karn. Like. When he got bitch slapped by his mom, I was like, yeah, he deserves it. And he's such a little worm, but he's playing it so well. So I yeah. agree. I mean, even as much as Karn is a little twerp, a word that we don't use anymore and we should, I really actually still like that character. And I'm really interested. I'm invested in all of them. I want Absolutely. backstory on all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, what about you? Um, I got to second it, uh, Chantel. Uh, Luthen is one of my favorite characters in this show. Um, Stellan Skarsgård, just like that, that subtle nuance of like how he was disguising himself and then like getting into character. It was just so brilliant to see. And only he, he could have only done that scene, in my opinion, just like the way he did it. And it wasn't even like, funny like you know it wasn't meant to be funny i yeah. really was like shocked and i was like <gasps> i was like oh yeah. my god because the trailer then clicked for me because i thought it was a flashback mm -hmm. and i was like oh my god he's acting he's getting into this this role and it was yeah. just wonderful oh. and and i love mon mothma even though she's oh, only she's been in the so, one episode it doesn't even uh, matter she's incredible in this show she's such a presence i yeah. love it the actress um, is definitely. amazing Gen, um, uh, Genevieve O'Reilly. Yes. And then I got to give it to the ISB people. Like as much as I don't like the ISB agents, like I love <laughs> them in the show. Too. I, it's, it's true. Absolutely. Love to hate them. And we finally get to see, you know, some good ISB action. Um, Brad and I are very happy about that being, yeah. uh, having the empire in our blood. Obviously you, uh, you see the head honcho behind me there, but um, absolutely. Our little episode, our little series called Five Questions. Um, I know um, I'll ask Eric, but I, I know Shanti and I had a little trouble kind of uh, formulating formulating a list of five questions. Um, you know, we, we wanted to make sure that they weren't like your ho-hum, oh, what's your favorite spaceship or who's your favorite <laughs> alien? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we, we usually like to go beyond the the 
the surface level stuff here at the Scare Podcast. We uh, deep dive into our nerdums and um, really looking forward to some of those uh, questions. Um, but um, let's uh, everybody got their five questions. Did you have trouble, Eric? Oh, yeah, I, I had I had some trouble with a few of these. Yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> I was thinking, do I keep them Star Wars related or do I just go full on nerd? Like, what do I do? So my questions are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so I apologize. Can't now. wait. Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Excellent. All right. So I'm going to ask uh, the first question. I will address it to Eric and then we'll go around and see what Shanti has to say. But <laughs> oh, um, question number one. Um Lots of geeky stuff to love these days. Fans have gotten their fix yes. for Star Wars, Trek, dragons, superheroes, and more. I've got a friend who states that the subgroup of nerds is no longer special, and I put special in quotes, and that we as a group have been infiltrated by normies. And that <laughs> is why, we, yeah, that is why we see so much discord from fans. Do you agree with that assessment? Yes, no, why or why not? What do you think? Uh, I honestly I disagree with this because okay. I think that we need to welcome in the normies and we need to, you know, <laughs> the, the we can't gatekeep these fandoms. That's there that's the go. biggest okay. thing here. Um one of my favorite things is like I have friends that I mean, I love Star Trek and I have friends that love Star Trek. Me personally, I'm not a fan of Discovery, but I have friends that absolutely love Discovery, but I don't hate on them for loving Discovery. This this whole discourse thing is just from toxic individuals that just want to hate something just to hate on something. I think normally these normal people that are coming into these fandoms they they're excited about this and we should just mm -hmm. welcome in welcome them in with open arms so i disagree i just think it's toxic people just wanting to be douchebags honestly so well open said. open your arms like uh like sanctuary like yeah. sanctuary fandom come one come all yeah let's uh let's enjoy it together as long as you're not a jerk about it or 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 you know a piece of human garbage like come on in. <laughs> wow. All right. Cool. Excellent. Shanti, what about you? You want to kick the normies out? I Okay. <laughs> so, having been like bullied and stuff for being kind of nerdy and not popular, I know what that feels like to feel mm, okay. kicked out by your peers, so to speak. Okay. And I've been watching a lot of Cobra Kai lately and that show has been a serious <laughs> lesson in the bullied becoming bullies. Yeah. So for me, and especially just being a general movie person and TV person, I welcome all of you. It gives me a lot of pleasure to go to the movies and see these Star Wars movies, see superhero movies. And I hate to sound like like we're pegging people, but you know, you can get a sense of maybe who's not knee deep into this stuff. So to see these theaters jam-packed and you know these are not all hardcore nerds you know mm -hmm. these are people like my parents that are literally watching it for the entertainment value i mean my parents think andor looks absolutely amazing just from watching the trailer and they don't know dick about andor mm -hmm. or rogue one so sure. I, I i welcome them all in the more the merrier like eric just don't be a dick about it you know and hey listen they're learning something so yeah sure Absolutely. What does it matter if you're learning it now or you learned it 20 years ago? 
you have an appreciation for it, we can talk. Excellent. Let's keep the conversation going. Mm-hmm. All right. That's good. Good, 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 uh, good takes, good answers. Eric, first question from you. Who okay. do you address it to? <laughs> I'm actually going to address this one to you, Ro, since uh, you are the uh, Empire aficionado here. Um, (laughs) So and this is a Star Wars question. So we we've we talk about how bad the Empire is and how they have a huge body count. But have we ever really stopped to discuss the body counts of Luke and Wedge in their (laughs) Starfighter days? (laughs) Right. And justice for them. <laughs> justice for the Empire. Yeah, exactly. Because how many people does Luke kill on the Death Star? Like 200,000 people. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, we can be mad at them for Alderaan. Okay, I give it to them. But <laughs> would you not agree that the Rebellion has more blood on their hands? Yeah, I don't know if uh, I don't know if I would say more blood, but definitely, you know, obviously the name of the show is Star Wars. Um, you know, you got the wars part down pretty good. Um, wars are not glamorous. There's always death on both sides. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, it's interesting, too, because we're I'm hoping to really see um, a fleshed out relationship between Mon Mothma and Saw Gerrera um, in this Andor show, because we saw a lot of that during um, the uh, the animated shows um, and some of the novels. And we see how they butt heads and how they deal with each other's um, tactics when it comes to, you know, the uh, military action. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, th- that was a great question and, and very timely, as a matter of fact. But yeah, absolutely. You know, Luke and Wedge and everyone that, um, you know, as an adult, you kind of like start to think about that stuff. Even in dogfights, it's like, you know, you see a ship go by and then one of them explodes. You're like, oh, my God, somebody was on that. You know, as a kid, it's <laughs> like, oh, this it's pretty cool. Pew, pew. Right. You know, this ship is exploding. <laughs> pew, pew. It's uh, yeah. I mean, great question. It's something you uh, definitely have to think about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, when your empire is filled with stormtroopers that can't shoot for shit, then of course the rebellion is going <laughs> to get more hits in. Oh, yeah, that's so, true. So, yeah, it's, I, I do agree that when you definitely look at it as a whole, yeah, for sure, I, I would say that the rebellion has probably done, like, Batman-level damage. Oh. <laughs> like, major property damage. I'm talking, like, Bale, or no, uh, Aflac level of bat yes. damage. Like, yes. just destroying everything. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And um, Shanti, your first question. So my first question, which is probably the only question that's nerdy. Um, I'm going to throw this one at you, uh, Eric. Okay. Okay. So just because I, I don't know you well enough, I want to know which Star Wars character do you identify with most? Is that something I, yeah, that you identify? Because I normally, when I watch movies, I always find like I connect more to characters that I can identify with. So, is there one that you can identify with? Uh, It it used to be Han Solo because, like, for a while, I was just like on my own, and it wasn't Mm -hmm. until I got older that I really just made the friends that I have now. Um, Now I just look at it as uh, I'm more Qui Gon Jinn, especially like in my work life, because I'm just like, 
screw whatever my bosses say. I'm just going to do what I want, like Qui-Gon Jinn, but right. still follow the rule of law when it comes to work. So, like, that's who I identify with nowadays is uh, is Qui-Gon just because of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do what I want and you're just going to have to accept it mentality. Solid. I like that. Nice, nice. Ro, don't say Vader. Well... <laughs> Um, I know who's your favorite character. Uh, oh, so the 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 one character that I can relate to the most. Yes, relate to God. Why can't I say Vader? I crushed the. Okay, you have that much darkness in you. <laughs> you know, well, it's it's funny though because I mean I don't want to scare everybody, but I I think everybody has, and we talk. I think we talked about this a couple oh, yeah. of episodes ago. Um, everyone has the potential to be. Everyone has darkness in them. And obviously there are certain people that can't differentiate the line and they cross it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you, you see those type of people on the news all the time. Yeah. But, you know, we, we do have darkness in it. And I think seeing Vader, first of all, uh, you know, obviously he visually he looks amazing. He looks great. He's a kick-ass character. Um, as far as relate to a character that I relate to. um. I think I'm going to say, I'm going to say Lando, Lando Calrissian, um, entrepreneur, capes, um, capes, capes. scoundrel, love loves the ladies. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to say Lando. Now I have to ask a follow-up question to that real quick, bro. <laughs> oh, no. Are you uh, recording your own hollow book like Lando did? Oh, my solo? God. <laughs> right. That, well, that's what the podcast is for. Then, right? There you go. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Excellent. All right. Yeah, those are good. Those are good. Okay. I'm going to go and ask Shanti this question. Uh-oh. Question number two. How important is fantasy to the world? Like science fiction, fantasy stories. What's your take? I think it's extremely important. And the only reason why is because I find... Look, I know I come off crazy, but... I'm an no, actually no. I'm, I'm, no, not at all. But I'm a very balanced person, and I don't like one over the other. So I enjoy the analytical, and I enjoy the creative, and they both have their purpose in the world. So, as someone who was studying to be a teacher years ago, I see the benefits in both learning, you know, science and math, but then also having art class and drama and. And it just makes you think in a different way. So I feel like with having both of those pieces, you can't lose. So yeah, I think promoting creativity is one of the best things that, that you can do. And not only that, but especially with the way things are now, I would say even more so because we've been through so much hell with the pandemic and look at what we're doing right now. We're doing something that is inc incredibly creative. We've channeled, you know, anything that we were feeling during the pandemic and being shut down and closed off from everybody. And we've channeled it into this, into streams, into podcasting, into connecting with people on social media. So, yeah, you know, I'm all for it. I'm all for creativity and the arts and anything having to do with that. I think it's just as important. Well said. Absolutely. Eric, that was what about a you? good question. Yeah, well, that was a, that was a great answer. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm surprised. Yeah, uh, I have thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I love this question, um, and I, I 
honestly, I, I think you and I talked about this a while ago, Ro, like in a Twitter exchange where we talked about how important these stories of science fiction and fantasy really are. Um, you know, not only is it good versus evil, but it's also these stories teach us about ourselves. They teach us about who we are. It's it's similar to how we learn about history. And if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. It's like if we don't learn from these stories, we're doomed to fail like these heroes or these villains in these stories. And honestly, the world needs a distraction now more than ever. And if that is through fantasy and sci-fi and through arts and creativity and like what we do, I'm all for it, honestly. I, I am all for it. Um, whether it be Star Wars, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, whatever you're into, if if it's providing a distraction for you and providing a connection for you to other people, go for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, um, you know, that's, I, I, I love what Shanti said too about, um just having created a community online and, and, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons that um, I spearheaded the ability to create ScarifCon to get people together, you know, here in Chicago. And it's, it's been going for quite a long time now. You know, we started podcasting, Brad and I, we started podcasting. We didn't know each other. We still haven't met physically, um, but creating you know, having created this community of, of podcasters and now that, you know, a lot of us have really come to know each other, even before getting together, you know, during an event, just talking to each other, doing the stuff that we do now, you know, collaborating and, and doing shows together and things like that. I think that's, I think that's fantastic. And I think that's a way that, uh, that we can strengthen the community and strengthen the fandom. Um, especially because we are dialoguing. And I think the advent of, uh, you know, I, I, my first question was tongue in cheek when it comes to bringing in normies, but I think it's, it's, um, it's something that has to be done in order for any community to grow and to learn from each other. I think, you know, it, it, we, we stay stagnant as a society if we just are, you know, pigeonholed in our view um, and don't kind of like open ourselves up to, to other experiences or at least the experiences of other people. Um, and you know, not just, you know, not be brainwashed by other people's opinions, but just kind of creatively, um, discuss them and, um, you know, find ways to, you know, just kind of accept the fact that, okay, you, you might not like what I like, but mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're still human and we're still, uh, out here to, uh, you know, to, to dialogue. I think that's fantastic. Well said guys. Nice. All right. Eric with question number, I, where are we at? This is so I much think we're fun. We're still on two. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, Shanti, this is for you since Ooh. you are, a new, you <laughs> uh, since you're a, uh, since you're new to RPGs mm-hmm. outside of D and D, what okay. is one it can be any fandom that you want what is the setting that you would want to play an rpg adventure in oh hmm. it's funny you would think that i'd probably say something like batman or something but honestly you know what came up first harry potter <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> Harry Potter. I just, I, I feel like, I, I don't know, uh, those books, those movies, they mean a lot to me. I, I, there are some ways that I feel like I relate to Harry and 
I would love that setting of like Hogwarts and stuff like that because it was such a wonderful escape from everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ro, what about you? Repeat the question. Okay, so uh, in a tabletop RPG setting, outside of Dungeons and Dragons, what is one fantasy or sci-fi world or comic book world that you would want to set an adventure and play in? Oh, this is related almost, I think, to one of my later questions. Oh, um, that's funny. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, not not specifically, not, not directly, but um, kind of like that. I would have to say... And it's because I think I I think in um, in high school I had played it. Um, anything set in the Marvel world in the Marvel okay. universe. Um, but you know what? Let's let's take that off the table. That's too like easy to yeah. to, to, to to talk about. I think. Um, I think I would like to uh, set some gameplay in the Willow universe. Ooh. Um, Willow is such a great That's little movie. A great one. And I know we're getting a Willow, uh, you know, some some new Willow content coming up on Disney mm-hmm. Plus soon, and I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, um, I love those little brownies and uh, the <laughs> the magical things that happen in the Willow world. You know, not too unlike some of the other fantasy IPs that we have as mm-hmm. as as geeks, but Willow for sure because, um. You know, the first movie, I just fell in love with all the characters, Val Kilmer and and, and his uh, co-star. Um, really great characters. And I love the fact that, it you know, obviously it came from the mind of uh, George Lucas and, and Ron Howard. Um, I think it's yeah. a wonderful movie. Um, it teaches a lot. Um, and um, that's that's where I would roll my, my dice at. I like that. It's a good pick, bro. Yeah. And then as always, cool. I keep thinking, I was like, oh, the never ending story would be a good yeah, one. Yeah, right. Build a face. That's a great setting yeah. too. Uh, Honor right Falcor. <laughs> even like Labyrinth would be Labyrinth. another thing. I was going to say. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Labyrinth. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> this would be awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's my turn to ask number two now. Go for it. Okay. See, mine are going to get mine. Mine are going to start getting like a little bit more basic. But, <laughs> but we're all in the nerd world. Uh, we all love comic books. We all love movies. We all love TV. So for me, I'll give you my answer really quick. I wanted to ask the both of you if you could have your dream job, what would it be? So I'm sure there's something within this world that in this nerd world that you would love to have. Like for me, I would love to be an actress. Like and be in one of the Marvel movies, you know, and get to wear those costumes. Oh, like in the real you know world, what, I mean? what job? Yeah. Like if, like okay. if you didn't have to do what you do every day, Ro, or whenever it is that you work, because <laughs> we don't know what, <laughs> rolling <laughs> yeah. around in that van in Chicago, God only knows what you do. But yeah, in the real world, you know, would you want to be a director? Like that kind of thing. You know what? I know I have a thought in my brain that, <laughs> um, that I know I can make it happen. It's mm-hmm. just, am I brave enough to make it happen? Oh. Um, you know, my son is going to college next year. Yes. And, um, you know, the whole empty roost thing might come, come to play. And he's getting older. He's starting his life. He's going to be starting his life. It's going to be a sad moment for me as a dad, as a parent. But 
this will give me the ability to set the stage if I so choose mm -hmm. to um, pursue the job of creating behind the scenes videos for Lucasfilm with all the material that is going to be oh, coming up. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've done it with, with other stuff, but mm -hmm. to be able to do that um, for Lucasfilm and the properties that I grew up falling in love with, you know, all that stuff, all the TV shows, you know, in, interviewing the, the actors, getting some behind the scenes footage, putting stuff together, editing all that into a, a you know, either a one shot or a series. Um, I think that would be, that would be my dream job right there. Nice. And I could definitely see you doing that. <laughs> Eric. Um, is it okay if I have two answers to this question? <laughs> sure. Why not? Um, the first, the first one would be, I would want to be in a Ghostbusters movie <sighs> as a Ghostbuster, like, nice. um, you know, spin it off. Like, like even if it's a spinoff of like the 2016 reboot, just knowing like I'm in a <laughs> Ghostbusters movie is like, that's awesome. You know, like I that is have... a childhood dream come true. Yeah. Uh, my, oh yeah. Like just hearing that, that charge up sound like that just yeah. gets me just so excited every time I hear it. Um, but my main answer is I would want to work for Lucasfilm story group like keeping like helping like determine like the canon for these stories and and stuff like that like really uh, just being involved with the writers and the creative people behind these stories i think would be amazing very nice yeah very nice and then i would i would come and interview you and yeah you can, exactly you can exactly. be in chapter three of the behind the scenes of something Exactly. Well, the questions ended up not being so stupid. <laughs> I would make not sure like they they put both of you as characters in a novel. Yeah. Also, like mm, nice. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to know people in high places. It, it's exactly. true. <laughs> it's, it's all who you know. All right. Uh, question number three. Um, let's uh, go to Eric for this one. Of all the nerd properties, which world or universe would you love to live in and why? Ooh. Um, honestly, I would love to live in Middle Earth in Lord of the Rings. Uh, like, I think, like, being in um, the, the Shire would just be really nice because, like, it's a simple way of life and just mm -hmm. really – and everybody just seems so friendly. Yeah. And it just seems like it, it would be just peaceful. And honestly, I kind of want that. I'm tired of drama, you know, I'm, I'm tired of <laughs> right? just yeah. people's BS, yeah. you know, um, or like, yeah. So Lord of the Rings for me, actually. Very nice. Very nice. Like, uh, like, uh, have you guys seen that show? It's a series called Tiny House. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. So, sometimes I feel bad for those kids that the parents are like, look, you've got 17 toys. Just pick two. I'm <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really hard to narrow down like these universes though. But like that right. was the one that just popped in my head where sure. I was just like, yeah, let's go. Now, if you, if you have another thought later on as we progress and you want to, okay. you know, chime in with that, uh, okay. feel free. All right. We'll do. Shanti, what about you? Where, the, where oh, are we going to stick you? <laughs> Pick a hole. Um, uh, okay. 
Does it have to be like a franchise? Because I had something no, in my no, mind, no. but it has Doesn't nothing to, to do with being Doesn't a nerd be or anything. Okay. All right. So this is going to be like super specific. You know the painting that they pop into in Mary Poppins? Yes. That <laughs> yes. is amazing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's where I want to be. <laughs> nice. With penguins like serving you and everything? Yes. I want all That's the animals funny. to talk and yeah. sing. And I want Mary Poppins dress in that scene. <laughs> I want to live in that because Very it's nice. the perfect, yeah. perfect escape. <laughs> Riding around on horses off the carousel. I've got uh, I've got a vinyl of uh, the Mary Poppins um, <gasps> soundtrack, <sighs> and I used to listen to it often as a kid. You know, just over and over and over again. I love that. That's great. I love Mary Poppins. <laughs> it's such a great movie. Absolute yeah. great movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Eric goes for question number three. Oh, yes. is that what we're doing? Yeah, All we're on three. Right. Okay. All right. Um, Ro, mm. pitch me, or what, not pitch me, but what would be your ideal DC Comics movie project outside of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman? That's going to be hard because I am not a DC fan other than those names that you just mentioned. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> but, um, Wow. You know, DC has some really great unknown, like, background characters. Um, And for some reason, I'm blanking out on his name. But, you know, I I would, I think DC is such an interesting universe. If you, if you take a look at some of the darker movies that they've currently undertaken. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe my answer should be um batgirl so we can get to see it yeah and experience it um now that it's been already shot and completed and the rug was pulled from under them but Mm -hmm. yeah i i think you know i i i know a lot of people have a problem with their superheroes being dark and moody and stuff like that but i love it i don't know something about it um something about you know dark and moody is 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 favorable to me. I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't like the Schumacher Batmans. They yeah. were too colorful and too campy, et cetera, et cetera. And I know, you know, I know what they were going for. Um, but, um, you know, the Batman the movie that just came out, uh, you know, this last one um, to me was just off the charts. Cool. And that's how I like, I mean, that's how I like, I think, you know, Shanti knows that's how I like my science fiction too. Mm -hmm. I like my star Wars, um, you know, dark gravitas and yes. And joyless, no (laughs) jokes. I don't want your mama jokes. I don't want Poe, you know, slap, slap, you know, slapstick, uh, comedy in my star Wars. But, um, yeah, I, I like the darker stories. I like the more complex characters um that uh that are available and you know both dc and marvel but you know dc i think has has the um i guess the uh the the data bank to kind of pull from some of those and i think the you know the darker the better yeah i love that batgirl answer because i want to see just what they would have done with yeah, that movie. Right. What was so bad about it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah now i have to see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shanty. Well, first of all, 
Ro, you seriously need to watch the Orville. Oh my God. It gets I tried. It gets I so tried. serious. Forget the first season. Forget but you know, but you season. know what's so funny? I'll it's look at the actors. Amazing. I'll look at, at, at Seth What's his face and I'll just amazing. And I'll I'll just start laughing right away, even though it's not funny. I thought the same thing, and you know what? He's crushing it. He's actually really good on it. He great captain. He brought it in season three. Like brought it. Dude, you you can tell he loves Star Trek. Honestly, yeah. That's why he did the series. He wanted to do a Star Trek. Ro, I know I don't have a lot of experience with Star Trek, and I've only watched a little bit, but I could tell you right now that show needs to be renamed Star Trek The Orville, because that's how dead on it is to me, to Star oh, Trek. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of people say that, yeah. It's so uh, Eric, can you repeat the question one more sure, time? Sure, sure. Um, DC Properties. Mm-hmm. Like, what is, outside of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. what is the one character, or, or even team... Okay. That you would want to do a movie about. So because I felt like she wasn't done any justice by Schumacher. And I love what I've been getting in the Harley Quinn animated series. I would really like Poison Ivy. Yes. Good to answer. get her own yeah. movie. I've been wanting that for, for a while now. I think that there's a lot there, and especially with the way that they're portraying her on the animated series, they've given her so much depth. Depth. She's not just like, you know, the sexy siren. Like there's there's different levels to her on that show. And even though I know that show is very much a comedy, I want a good, like serious Poison Ivy movie. Good answer. I love her. that. Or like, um, like Family Feud. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Ding. Okay. Ding funny. All right, Shanti. My turn. All right. Um, this is gonna be for Ro. Okay. Okay. Ro first. All right. So, even though Ro says I'm a fetus, we're all children on the inside. All right. So, and we've just never grown up. Wow. But, however, we've grown up with all of these, all of these properties. I have very fond memories of watching star wars as a kid and stuff like that so i want to know what is your favorite childhood memory where sci-fi or fantasy was involved spider-man spider-man does whatever a spider can spins a web any size catches seeds just like flies look out here comes the spider-man well I, you might have heard this story before. Eric hasn't, and maybe some of our um, listeners haven't. Mm-hmm. But um, Spider-Man for me is my favorite comic book character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I related to him as a as as a geeky teenage high school kid, um, sciency and 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 all that stuff. So when when I read the story of how he got his powers. I did everything to try to get his powers when I was a little kid. That is so cute. You find the Spider-Man. Including, I went out and I found a spider and I put it in a jar and I said, you know what? I don't have access to, you know, a mad scientist, um, you know, experimentation with radiation, but the only radiation I have is this flashlight. 
So I took the flashlight and I took the jar with the spider in it. And then I turned on the light overnight. Um, so it can absorb the radiation in my little mind. Um, <laughs> I've never so, heard this story. Okay. So I, I woke up the next morning. I took the flashlight off. Um, I grabbed the spider and I forced it to bite me. <laughs> I grabbed it like this and I'm like Jeez. putting it on my arm, on my hand, um, making it uh, hopefully bite me so I can absorb <laughs> the proportionate powers and strength of a spider. So I got a nice little welt <laughs> afterwards and um, a thousand eggs know, were laid under your skin. Uh, not, 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 not that many. But, you know, uh, that morning I got dressed and um, I ran into traffic. And nothing happened, though. <laughs> if only my mom knew. But, um, yeah, oh I, tried, I tried to, uh, to gain the, the, the powers of a spider any way I could. And I tried afterwards to, uh, to climb up walls, to jump, uh, you know, as, as high as I could, to, to spin webs somehow. It, uh, you know, I, I grew up watching the 60s, that old uh, 60s uh, Spider-Man show, and mm -hmm. I loved, loved, loved it. Um, Spider-Man, you know, he he had an appearance for some reason on The Electric Company, which was an old PBS, you know, educational show with Rita Moreno and, mm -hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. Morgan Freeman was on that yep. show, too. Um, so, yeah, that's um, that's my story. Good luck following that one yeah, up there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, good luck topping that one. Um, no, my okay, my favorite childhood memory. Um, like when I was younger, uh, like five or six years old, my dad introduced me to to Star Wars. Uh, we would watch the original trilogy on VHS, and at that time, USA Network was actually airing it on weekends in the summertime. Um, but it wasn't until 97 when the special editions came out. My dad took me opening night to A New Hope in the oh. theaters for the special edition. Um, and it's something that I will never forget because uh, my mom was working at a restaurant at the time, this bar and restaurant. And my dad and I had dinner there like right before the movie. And like my mom knew, but she didn't tell me anything. Right. And so like mm -hmm. we get to the theater and I'm like, wow, well, all these people are in line. What are they in line for? And then my dad just says, I'll take two for Star Wars. Oh, nice. and, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, uh, like I've, I'm freaking out. And then like I we sat in the theater with the popcorn and the drinks, you know, like you, you do it up. Right. And as soon as the long time ago in a galaxy far, far away came up on the screen, I had just the biggest smile and my dad just kept looking at me the entire night just watching like smiling because i was so happy so um i, I love telling that story because it just it just makes me so happy um it's i mean my dad's still around <laughs> you know like all this stuff but it was just really it's it's such a cool moment because for me it was like seeing it for the first time, the way it was meant to be seen. That's and, awesome. Right, and I just yeah. loved it. And, and he, you know, he got to be a kid too. So that was, that was fun. Very nice. Very That's nice. Great. great answers, guys. Mm -hmm. All right. We will be right back. I've got a couple of uh, short announcements before we get started on the tail end of our five questions. We'll be right back. Check it out. 
<coughs> hear ye, hear ye, the dishonorable widow Abigail will now speak. Attention all weirdos, losers, rednecks, white trash, aliens, outcasts, outliers, sluts, whores, gangsters, thugs, poors, and anyone else who the world and society don't care about. I have a podcast for you. Come join me at the Manic Pixie Weirdo where we talk about all the different kinds of relationships we have in our lives. From movies to math and suicide hotlines to sex. Join us every Saturday for a new episode featuring yours truly and other smarter folk. We need you and we want you with us. So come join us at the Manic Pixie Weirdo, where we accept, respect, and value you. Listen on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh yeah, be kind and stay weird. All right, time for the big thank yous, podcast family, to those of you who open up your hearts and support the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Team Scarif gives you all a heartfelt thank you to some wonderful people who listen and interact with the show as patrons. We're super lucky to have you. Folks like 97 Bravo from the Conversions Podcast and our head gamer at Red 5 Gaming. Big thank you. Backyard TARDIS, our friend Nicholas Schaefer, a huge supporter of the Red 5 Network. Go support his channel. Look for Backyard TARDIS on YouTube. And check out Scott and Kim of the Use and Abuse podcast. Thank you, fellow Red Fivers. Look for them on all the socials. Big thanks to our executor tier patrons. Thanks so much, everyone. Can't forget our other supporters like DJ and Steve from Rogue One Radio. Music, fun, TV, and the occasional shenanigans. Check them out. And we've got Danny from Comics and Cosmetics, a YouTube channel you cannot miss. Go subscribe, and thank you, Danny. The Frank from Miami. What's up, Frank? And we got Joey Rosales, longtime patron. Thank you, kind sir. Our very own expert on classic Hollywood and one of our favorite collaborators, Melanie Marquita. Big hugs to you, my friend. Sing Blue Silver, inside joke. And lest we not forget our scuttle buddies like Alex and Chad, Hyperspace and Holocrons. Don't forget Jay from Florida. Huge respect to all our patrons and thanks for your support. And if you also want to help us keep the lights on over here and enjoy our show, head on over to patreon.com slash scuttlebutt. Remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. It's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. And big thanks to our patron. Uh, one patron that we didn't add, which I totally forgot. No, I didn't. I just didn't have time. Shanti, thank you so much for becoming a patron of the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. You're welcome. It, uh, it goes a long way. Everyone's support. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Getting back to our five questions. You know, this has been so much fun. Um, next week, we should do another five. And uh, you, we get to learn so much about each other. This is so great. Oh, it's true. Love it. I love it. I love it. Five questions, guys. Um, all right. So let's see. We are at our number four. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask Eric because when I, when I um, cite this question, um, Shanti's eyes are going to pop and I know her brain juices are going to be flowing to, uh, she's going to be chopping at the bit to answer this question. So here oh, we go, no. Eric, um, would you have been okay with George Lucas making only the original trilogy? Does it tell a complete story in your mind? How do you feel about all the other content we've gotten post Disney purchase? 
Ooh. Um, yes, I would have been okay if the original trilogy had just been on its own. Okay. Um, I believe that it does tell a complete story. It tells the complete story of Vader's redemption and how, uh, and how, like your closest blood could actually bring you back from that brink. Um, now when it comes to the Disney question, okay, you, we've, we've all talked about this before. <laughs> oh, wow. The um, elephant in the room. Yes. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> Honestly, I am a, I'm a huge fan of what they're doing. I may not agree with everything that they're doing. But I am a I am a fan of what they're doing, especially like with the books and the comics, with really trying to tie in a canonical story that actually fits what we've gotten. Uh, I go to Galaxy's Edge. I freaking love that place. It's amazing. And I if I had six thousand dollars, I would be on the Halcyon. Uh, I'm just saying <laughs> that, that I would do that. Um however, there are decisions like Grogu that I do not agree with. Um, and also, Ooh, whoa, yeah, I, okay. <laughs> I, I was going to save this for another time, but I'm just going to say this real quick <laughs> that when it, that I'm, I'm just going to say Favreau and Filoni botched the landing on the book of Boba Fett by including the Mandalorian and Grogu and Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka. No argument here. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, that's one of the decisions that, from that creative team that I do not like, but I've enjoyed almost everything that we've gotten so far through Disney Lucasfilm. Um, and you know, if they pitch me another movie, I'll be in the theaters for rogue squadron if, and whenever it comes out. So sure. Yeah. You know, I always say, you know, if, uh, if you cut me, I bleed star Wars. So I'll be, I'll be front and center. Uh, to evaluate uh, my experience with that particular Star Wars. Obviously, Andor had been out. We love it. Uh, Boba Fett came out. We didn't love it. Um, so, But there's so much. Yeah, there's absolutely, there's a lot of Star Wars nowadays that, uh, you know, there's a Star Wars for everyone. And I think that's what is the point. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You don't have to like everything as long as you enjoy something in Star Wars that makes you a Star Wars fan, in my opinion. True, true. Shanti. Do you Star like- Wars ends at Return of the Jedi. <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> wow. Done. Say no more. And I love Disney. But what the hell? <laughs> like, no, I mean, look, no, no, no. In all seriousness, um, yeah, I do believe the original uh, trilogy does tell a complete story. I mean, obviously, I been re-watching it since I was a kid and really those are really the only three movies that I continue to re-watch the prequels as well I actually do like the prequels so I, I'm okay with that having been done as for the Disney stuff I'm a little more open-minded um haven't liked everything either but when I go through what's come out yet and what I've truly truly disliked Honestly, Disney hasn't really done that bad of a job because at the end of the day, the only thing that I really hate with the passion are the last two movies from the sequel trilogy and Book of Boba Fett. And that's really it. Everything else I, I've enjoyed. Maybe I didn't love it with, you know, a passion and fire of a thousand suns, but, you know, I still 
I still found joy in it. it still allowed me to escape even if only for you know 30 40 50 minutes so yeah i can't complain too much you know when you put it like that uh, it puts a lot of things in, into perspective i know you know a lot of people uh, you know have been um they've made their online personas for hating one particular film and when you step back and you look at things you're like wow you know Clone Wars was amazing storytelling. You had Rebels right after it was also amazing. We had some really great story arcs in that. Rogue One was fantastic. Uh, you know, now we've got Andor. Okay, the sequel trilogy happened. Um, but you're right. It's um yeah, it's 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 not as bad, I guess, as uh as the pundits say it is. That's a funny word, isn't it? Pundits. <laughs> oh, I, I stubbed my pundit. Oh wow. But um yeah, so yeah, it's it's that's a good way of putting it, Shantz. Yeah, really good. Whose turn is in next? I'm lost. Eric, <laughs> what else? Question is number four for us. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I have to look at my questions again because <laughs> <laughs> he was so captivated by our discussion. Well, no, I mean, he lost his place. <laughs> It's a discussion that I think every group needs to have, though. Like, seriously, yeah. like it's a discussion sure. that we have to have. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go with Roe, and then I'll go with uh, Shanty on this one. Uh, if Star Wars never existed, what is the one or two fandoms that you think that you would be just deep into? <sighs> I have a feeling, and I've always thought of this. Um, if Star Wars didn't exist, I would probably be a sports asshole. Fair enough. Fair enough. So thank God for Star Wars. You know, growing up, I had a friend who uh, he was my best friend, and we talked about the Cubs and 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 baseball and and the Bears and stuff like that, and cars. We were like into cars for some reason. We knew about Chevys and Fords and all that stuff. Um, and we were only in like fifth and sixth grade, like, you know, that, that young. Um, so yeah, I was kind of like a normal kid growing up, like normal, obviously in quotes, but, but, <laughs> yeah. but something happened when Darth Vader came through that, uh, that door, you know, in 1977, my jaw dropped and my life changed from that day forward. And I became this Uber girk, uh, geek that uh, wanted to absorb as much as I could about this galaxy far, far away. And uh, I've never looked back, but Star Wars really, you know, we, we always say that Star Wars changed your life. It really has, though. You know, it, it shaped my personality. It shaped my convictions. It shaped what I wanted to do as a career. Um, so without Star Wars, I would be a totally, completely different person. And more jerkier. <laughs> <laughs> if that were possible. Wow. So if I didn't have Star Wars, first of all, blasphemy. I'm sorry. It's a world I don't even want to live in. How dare you? Five Hail Marys to Kathleen Kennedy now. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, George Lucas. I guess because it's already something that I'm obsessed with anyway, because I was raised on it, I probably would be giving my attention more to Disney. And I mean, okay, on same. the animated side, the Pixar and the Disney animated studios, like that's probably where I'd be investing more. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that 
I danced ballet for a really long, for, you know, for a few years. And so that performer was always kind of in me. I loved the little mermaid when I was a little girl, I wanted to sing just like her. Like I, I wouldn't doubt for one second if Disney is probably the reason why I did want to become an actress. So yeah, Very that nice. would be it. Disney for sure. Yeah. yeah, and live action and animated because I, I loved all those. Again, Mary Poppins, you know, like yeah. I remember watching that back in preschool, honestly. So, yeah, for sure. Disney's the world. That's, that's yeah, the franchise I, I'd be focusing more on. I was the same way as a kid. I was yeah. obsessed with Disney also. Loved Absolutely. It. Yeah. Next time you're in Chicago, Shanti, I should take you mm-hmm. to uh, Shermosa, the uh, neighborhood where Walt Disney grew, uh, grew up. <gasps> that's right. That's amazing. Yes, I would love that. It would yeah. be great to see where he grew up because I've seen his grave. So I might as well yeah. see where he lived now that I've seen where he's resting. And I'll take you I'll take you where Harrison Ford was born. What? Yep. We need to have a seance there. <laughs> seance, wow. So I can leave <laughs> leave Allie McBeal. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden you see his dancing baby floating towards you. Oh my god! What about so, you, Eric? What? what yeah. What? What would? Uh, what would you be like without Star Wars? Yeah. Oh man. Um, I would probably be that Disney nerd, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, my mom was a Star Trek fan, so I'm pretty sure that I would be more of a Star Trek nerd too. Uh, because Deep Space Nine is like my absolute favorite Star Trek show, just because mm-hmm. of the storytelling and everything. Um, yeah. and. You know, people argue Kirk and Picard all the time. For me, it's Cisco, hands down, is the best captain that they've ever had in Star Trek. Um, but yeah, I would be, I would be a total Disney nerd. Uh, I love, especially the '90s with the Renaissance and the early Pixar movies, and even uh, into the 2000s with Atlantis and Treasure Planet. Like, I love those movies so much. So yeah, Disney for me too. Pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we are at the tail end of our five questions here at the Red Five Network. Five questions, hey, Red Five, five questions. Yay. Who would have thought? Um, all right, I'm gonna go with Shanti on this one. Uh-oh. Are we still on number four? We are on number five. This is the oh, because I didn't ask my number five. four, but that's oh, okay. I'm my sorry. Number four no, no, go ahead. Go. go ahead. No, go ahead. mine is stupid. You could tell I ran out of steam. I asked, "Are you a?" <laughs> Which I already know what Rose's answer is going to be. No, stop it. I am strong. I promise. I was asking, are you a dog or a cat person? Listen, I was working. So (laughs) I was thinking, I genuinely want to know because I think it says a lot about a person's personality. (laughs) I love animals, but I have cats, always had cats. So, um, guys are changing my mind on cats. So I, I grew up with a dog and I had cats also at the same time. So I had a dog and a cat. Um, I love dogs and I love cats. My wife and I, uh, we just adopted a new cat in, uh, at the beginning of May, um, after our other cat passed away. 
uh, earlier this year. So, um, yeah, my wife is definitely a cat person and this cat is two years old and driving us crazy. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, but it's worth it. Yeah. You see, now I know you're an animal lover. Yeah. Which means I can trust you. (laughs) You know, it's funny though, because I, I know a lot of people that love animals and I don't know a lot of people. Well, no, I actually, I don't know a lot of people personally that are one versus the other. Like mm. everybody I know either had a cat or had both and aren't really particular. They mm-hmm. just love animals. Yeah. Um, but I think the weird ones maybe are the ones that say, yeah, I'm totally a dog person. Yeah, yeah. sure. I, dude, I hate cats. I used to I'm be like, like that. I used to be that <laughs> way. But now I'm just like, I- I'll take whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take whatever animal you throw at me. I don't even care. I'll, I'll love them all. I'll take care of them all. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because they're our companions. They're our family. No, they sure. are. They are. I guess yeah. my only issue has always been with cats is that like if people come over or whatever, they're not known to being social creatures. Like they tend to do oh, yeah. kind of stick with one person. So that was always kind of my issue. But now as I've gotten older, I'm like, you know what? That's a cool pet to have. Yeah. Especially yeah, if like, you're living alone and stuff. I was like, yeah, that's that That would be my little buddy. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> be my little buddy. All right. Question number five. Um, getting back to you, Shanti. <gasps> if you discovered you had powers of some sort, either mutant or radioactive or something, would you tell anyone? Who would you tell and how would you use said powers? Well, first of all, considering that the power that I've always wanted is invisibility, chances are no, I wouldn't tell anyone, anybody because I'd ghost wow. everyone and escape. There you go. <laughs> so, no, I don't think anyone would know. I'd become an invisible cat woman and steal all the jewels and everything in the bank and buy my island and live there. <laughs> that would be it. Imagine all the material you'd gather for Scarif After Dark among all I our friends. Know and creep up on everybody yeah oh my god it's great yeah no no i i probably i probably wouldn't tell anybody (laughs) but that's just me i i I can be a bit of um my sister used to say this about me and she's like you are a pretty private person like there are things that i just will keep inside and won't tell anybody at, at all that's just the way that i am like a cat. Yeah. No, I do. I have a cat personality. I have discovered that as I've gotten older. Very nice. Yeah, totally. Eric, what about you? I would love the ability to teleport because that way I could go anywhere I wanted to because I love to travel. Uh, hence why I work for an airline. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I love to travel. Um, and like I could just be, you know, I I would only tell my wife, and I would be like, "Hey, babe, you you want to go to the beach for a few days?" Like, boom, <laughs> we're there. Like, let's go. So, yeah, like nightcrawl, like nightcrawler. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just not the whole attacking the White House and Secret <laughs> Service thing from X two. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, I think that that would be a lot of fun. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, it's, it's um. You guys picked kind of um, not simple powers, but, you know, people, you know, it's like, oh, I would love to have the powers of Superman being almost invincible. Um, but it's uh, it's interesting that you kind of narrowed it down to something a little bit more manageable, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> than like super omnipotent. Yep. Um, 
which I guess goes along with, um, you know, the fact that I tried to get a spider to bite me after spending a night under the lamp of a supposed radioactive um, flashlight. Um, but yeah, you know, again, who hasn't jumped in a vat of chemicals <laughs> and prayed right, exactly. for powers pray for something weekend. to happen. <laughs> But yeah, shows like, you know, powers like that um, are, you know, really cool. I think Spider-Man is a great character. Oh, yeah. And um, as a kid, I've always had, I've always had the, 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 the want and need to have spider powers, um, you know, just to, just to see. I, I like, uh, I like the, the strength ability. I like the, the, um, the cool thing is the spidey, the spidey sense, the tingle, yes. Yes. you know, the sense tingle. danger or whatever. So I think that would be really cool. Awesome, gents and lady. This was so much fun. This was fun. Five questions on the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast with Eric and Shanti. Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. Thank you. Uh, it was it was cool to like get to know each other like on a yeah. different level. Like it's it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. So, Eric, tell everybody where folks can find you and. Uh, take a look at your show and all oh, that fun sure. stuff. Sure. Um, so you can find us on Twitter at SB Transmissions. Uh, that's uh, SB for Starlight Beacon Transmissions. Uh, we have Instagram at SB Transmissions. We also have a Twitch channel, which I'm going to try to get more active on. Uh, that's also, uh, that's SB Transmissions Pod. And I have uh, my own personal gaming Twitter account that I just opened up at OG Flavortown, uh, which is a <laughs> It's a long story that involves <laughs> Guy Fieri and Rascal Flats. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Go. <laughs> but yeah, so you can follow me on there. And as always, uh, we are also on Saturday nights as well. So don't pick and choose, you know, like one week, like do Scarif and another week do ours, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we are live on YouTube every Saturday night. However, for the next two weeks so the uh 15th and the 22nd we're going to be off because i'm on vacation so nice very nice very yeah. nice and there's there's always tivo you can uh, record yeah. one and watch the other so that's exactly. the uh the good thing about technology exactly and i totally confused shanti <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying. TiVo, and I don't know how long. <laughs> oh my it's god! It's because you're a fetus. <laughs> Holy crap! Young kids are like, "What's TiVo?" Well, kids. <laughs> my aunt had a TiVo, but God, I haven't heard that in such a long time. <laughs> Pulling out the uh, the old tech DVR now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Absolutely. So where can folks find Scarif After Dark? And what do you guys talk about over there? Stuff. <laughs> Naughty stuff. Oh That's on Scarif After Dark. Yeah. So uh, you can find, well, first of all, you can find my personal accounts on Instagram and Twitter at SelenaKyle29. And you can also find Scarif After Dark on Twitter and Instagram at Scarif After Dark. I'm so happy that I didn't have to put a bunch of numbers at the end of it. Um, we're actually coming back 
um, this Saturday, uh, right after Scarif Live. And um, we're going to have our lovely Dragon Buddy and Cruise Director Kelly <laughs> come on to talk about horror movies and why they are the ultimate aphrodisiac. And by nice the way, fire. I have one very, very, very important question before we wrap this up. This was actually my fifth question, and I realized I didn't get to ask it. This is epic. Do you prefer the right or the left Twix? When I open up a Twix <laughs> and snap it in half, I usually, by default, select the right Twix. Oh, I always go I... for the I'm left-handed when it comes to writing, so I actually go left. <laughs> and then sometimes I just shove both in my mouth, so. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Thank you for your then, sincere responses. Absolutely. <laughs> then there's no question, yes. Both in my mouth. There you go. There yes. Where's fair. <laughs> awesome, guys. Thank you so much for um, participating. Eric, thank you so much for participating in Red or, I'm sorry, five questions. Five <laughs> questions was a lot of fun. And um, we're going to, I think we're going to continue this series. We're going to pick a, another friend and uh, formulate some questions. And I love the fact that we don't know what they are. Usually I send Shanti all these notes. What are we going to talk about? What's the topic? Uh, here's a, a little rundown. But, um, you know, this way, you know, we're all surprised and um, makes it for, for a lot of fun, for a ep fun episode. Agreed. Yeah, it was fun. Excellent. Thank you, guys. If you guys have any questions you want to submit to us for this series, uh, send us an email over at scarefscuttlebutt at gmail.com or just record yourself on our voicemail, our hot line the scare of scuttlebutt hotline which is 773-234-8659 that's right i said telephone hotline so make sure that you pop in that a track hit rewind and enjoy the scare of scuttlebutt podcast until then i'm ro that's shanti say hello to eric but now you got to say goodbye to all of us so talk to you guys later and that's the scuttlebutt stay safe brad listener just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the red five network family red five network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love so the next time you're itching for quality content make sure you head over to red five network.com you'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more all wings report in it's the red five network